I welcome you to Central Moments. Uh, the day Jesus rose from the dead, the, the focus is usually on the morning events because that's when he rose from the dead. So even today, churches will celebrate. Um, they'll celebrate these uh, sunrise services or whatever they call them in the morning. I've myself gotten up at 5.30, 6 a.m. and gone to those. It's chilly, uh, especially where I used to live in Minnesota. But you go out and celebrate Jesus' birth. But something very important happens that afternoon of Resurrection Day. Two men whose hometown is just a few miles outside of Jerusalem in Emmaus. They have been in Jerusalem for the weekend. They are obviously uh, sympathetic towards Jesus. They had hopes that he would be the Messiah. They're walking home. They're in intense discussion because now Jesus' body has disappeared. They've heard rumors that he may be alive, but they don't know. And as they're walking along, of all people, Jesus in his resurrected form falls into step with them. But they don't recognize who he is. And, and Jesus says, uh, wow, what are you guys talking about? Seems really intense. And they said, where have you been? Don't you know everything that's happened in Jerusalem? And, and so Jesus has this open door. And he kind of rebukes them at first, verse 25. He said to them, this is Luke 24, verse 25. Jesus said to them, how foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Now, could you imagine being one of those two guys and listening to the resurrected Christ himself point to Old Testament scriptures that described his life, especially his passion, his suffering, and his resurrection? I'm sure he would have gone to Psalm 22. Jesus quoted Psalm 22, verse 1, on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then that amazing psalm goes on hundreds of years before crucifixion was invented as a means of execution. Uh, David in Psalm 22, with, with amazing detail, describes the ordeal of a crucified victim. The buildup of water around the heart, the severe dehydration, the, the hanging, the, the joints... Uh, uh, being separated, the people gazing on his naked body, um, his hands and his fear, feet being pierced, and even his clothes being divided by the soldiers. All of this in Psalm 22. And I'm sure John, Jesus also went to Isaiah 53, where the words of Isaiah tell us that there's going to be a suffering servant of God. He's going to suffer. And, uh, and and some, some, Isaiah 53 actually very specifically says he was pierced for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement or the punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. And yet a few verses later, though, in Isaiah 53, it says, after he has suffered, he will see the light of life. That's the resurrection. I, I would imagine Jesus pointed to scriptures like that and unpacked them. Well, by this point, it's getting late afternoon, and uh, they are approaching Emmaus. And so these two men um, really lean on Jesus and say, you know, you need, it's getting dark. You need to stay with us tonight. And so Jesus says, okay. So he goes to their house, and they're sitting at table for the evening meal. In verse 30, when he was at the table with them, and you have a flashback to the Last Supper here. 
when he was at the table with them, he took bread and gave thanks. Eucharist means giving thanks. The, ta the Eucharist that we celebrate in the church today is, is the breaking of bread and the giving of thanks. This is what Jesus did. And, and he began to give it to him. And at that moment, these two guys on the road to Emmaus, now that Jesus is in their home, when Jesus does the Eucharist, when he breaks the bread, in this highly significant moment, Jesus' own body being the bread that, that had been broken on the cross, their eyes were open and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. And they asked each other. Now they go back to Jesus' little sermon to them. He said, were, our, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Their hearts burned within them as they listened to Jesus probably talk about Psalm 22 and Isaiah 53. And I want to tell you biblical truth has a resonance and a fire to it because God's spirit and his word always work together. So would you pray with me, Father? We pray that as we, as we live what it is to have our hearts filled with the word of God and our lives filled with your spirit, I pray that your word and your spirit will work together. If any of, for any of us, the message of the gospel has grown cold, we pray that our hearts will burn within us again. Whenever we hear your word preached, whenever we study your scripture, let the spirit and the word work together just as it impacted these two men from Emmaus. And we pray if we've not had it, you will give to us like you gave to them that eye-opening moment, their eyes opened, and they saw and recognized Jesus. Thank you that you can do this in your name. Amen. Amen.